0: Hi guys, and welcome to episode 13 of the Outspoken 30s. I am Natalie, your host, and admittedly, I should be more than 13 episodes down by now, because I've just got back, and I started this podcast back in June. But honestly, this last six months, I mean, how are we nearly? We're not at the end of Jan, but we're not far off the end of Jan. Like, seriously, where is this year gone? I am coming to you. I am trying to record this via podcastle and i'm really hoping this works for me today and doesn't break on me or do something wrong so fingers crossed this is going to work okay uh yes i'm going to you old school times i say old school like i've been doing this for years from my bedroom it is currently 25 past 11 and in my what in my head i wait to go to bed at like nine o'clock and i look at nine o'clock and then it's like I blink my eyes and then it's ten o'clock. And I'm like, oh, I was just... And then I like have a bit of a nap on this. Oh, just honestly, it's a vicious circle at the moment. Just impossible to go there daily. I am up early tomorrow. I say early. I mean early for a Sunday. I have got a one-to-one uh, at 9.30. Which isn't too bad, to be fair. Because the place where I teach is only like 10 minutes away, especially on a Sunday. So I'm not going to go too early. Probably going to get up at about 8-ish um maybe quarter past let myself wake up have a coffee have some caffeine get my brain in gear get my teaching head on and then once i've taught i am then going to do my deadlift session well i say i'm going to do my deadlift session i'm hopefully going to do my deadlift session i trained legs this week and i pb'd on leg press i pb'd i pb'd on rdls i pb'd on b stands rdls for those of you who don't know PB stances, it's basically where you do a uh, you kind of do an RDL but stand one leg back, so it's like a single leg RDL but without lifting the leg. And I PB'd on them all. And did I do any other PBs? Mm. Well, I suppose I did more on walking lunges than what I normally do, and I think I, I don't think I did more on leg extensions. I think. I may have done heavier on hand tricks. Just overall, I think the leg press is what killed me the most. And my glutes, my, my abductors, adductors, the inside of my thigh, are absolutely kill. Like, honestly. I would say I've complained about it all day. To anyone who's been around, it's been a struggle getting in and out of cars and walking. And then these days, days like this, it's like, why do I do this to myself? But then I remember, because I want to be strong. And it'll be worth it. Like, the next time I train, I will not feel this much pain. Um, I think it was just a combination of all the PBs altogether. The coach I've got is amazing. And I think I've been training with him six, seven months now. And I never imagined training with him for such a long period of time. But he honestly just makes it easy. I mean, (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I hate him most days when I train because it's so hard. But um, my thought process... (laughs) which is really backwards, but this is what I say to him. I say, if I'm not complaining, then it's not hard enough, and if it's not hard enough, then I'll get bored. So, if I'm complaining, he knows I'm actually secretly enjoying it, which is like some sort of head fuck psychology, reverse psychology vibe going down. So, yeah, I complain most of the time. Sometimes I do go, oh yeah, I enjoyed that, after complaining about it beforehand. If that even makes sense. And uh, yeah, I'm just like, when I can do When he knows how to program for me. He knows that if he does rep ranges, which he doesn't do very often when he does, he knows I'm going to try and hit that top end. And he does that on the heavier things because he knows it's going to push me. Whereas if he just put the top end goal, I would hate him. Because he'd be like, you want me to do eight? But if he puts five to eight, I'm like, right, I'm going to head for eight. Because five's just not enough. So he's he's worked out it and he just makes it easy. I just turn up to the gym, do the workout, and I don't have to think about it. Like I have enough in this brain of mine to have to think about than just turning up to the gym and having to plan a session for the gym. Like I've recently got more into doing coaching for other people, especially for handstands, not specifically just training handstands, and I really enjoy it. I really do enjoy it. I love seeing people make progress. With handstands, it's a little bit different, and I did actually have one of my clients, a lovely summer, um, who started in December, but then she had loads of things, like she got ill, and then it's Christmas, and like she ended up starting properly in January 8th, <laughs> three weeks in. She reminded me of myself once upon a time. She was like, is there a goal to set? Is it like, when am I gonna be able to just do it? <laughs> and I'm like, Honestly, it's a very weird thing, right? I've been doing handstands over five years now. And when I first started, I mean, it still pinches me like it's five years ago when I first started, but I actually can't believe it, really. And I remember that feeling of like, when am I just going to be able to do it? Because I started with headstands, and I remember when I got to that point where I can headstand. I'm not going to fall out of it. I can do it. It's easy. And in my head, I was like... I can't wait for the day of just being able to do a handstand, not having to think about it, and just be able to do it. And I I can safely say I'm at that stage. Don't get me wrong. I always think there's room for improvement. There's still loads more stuff that I want to be able to do. But I, I think when I first started, I got really frustrated. I just wanted to be able to do it. And actually, I listened to a podcast today of Steve Bartlett, and I can't remember the guy that was on. And I was like... We're in a world where we just want that end goal and then we get to that goal and actually we don't feel anything. We're just like, oh man, that's it now. Like, now I want to do something else. Whereas, like, we don't enjoy the process of basically getting to that goal, whether it be, like, I've never been one for like, oh, I really want an expensive car or I really want... Something really expensive. It's just never been me. Like I've always, if I've ever wanted something expensive, it's always been relative to my job. Like a really expensive laptop because they do the job. Like, but it's it's not been. Uh, I'm not a showy off type person. Like I have a nice car. I work hard for my car. I want a car, and I only have a good car because I I travel a lot, especially now, and I don't want to break down. I don't want to have that drama breaking down. So I do it for convenience. I don't do it because, like, hey, look at my car. Look at this. Like, if you've seen this day of my car, like, I got my car just before. If you're in the UK, you'll know. I don't know if this happened all over, actually. I got this new car because it was cheaper. And two days later, it had been clean. It was beautiful. Two days later, we had that, like, wind sandstorm thing. And everyone's car does look dirty. My car still hasn't been cleaned since then. Which is probably about six months, so excuse me. I'm just terrible at cleaning my car. It's not for me. I digress anyway. There uh, on this podcast today, he, the guy that was talking about it, was like talking about happiness and like what people do and like what you're gonna do to be happy. And he basically said something around I'm really bad at quoting people, so I'm not probably not exact. But he mentioned that actually it's more about enjoying the process than it is the end goal. Like, so many people focus on that end goal. Like, so many people focus on, right, I want abs. I want to look that certain way. They get to that certain way and they actually realise that they're not that happy. But actually, something along those lines, the process of getting abs and cutting things out of your diet and extreme, like, the extremities that you have to go to, it's not really an enjoyable process. Like, you could maybe appreciate the level of dedication that you put yourself in, like... Be proud that you could maybe do it. But ultimately, that end goal, like, why Why do we want abs? Why do we want to look a certain way? And I feel like I've more recently struggled with, like... I know this time... Maybe not this time last year, but, like, a few months ago this time last year. So, like, 20... What year? 2024? 2022. End of 2022. Okay. I was lighter. I was trimmer. You could see all my back muscles and, you know... But, honestly, I was exhausted all the time now I actually think about it now I think about how I really felt like I just was hungry all the time I was tired all the time and ugh, was it worth it I mean ugh, I don't know like and I always find the bodybuilding process like if you can do it hats off to you because the whole like shredding bulking that kind of vibe it's not for me because like I went to then the bulking phase of eating more and then I just over it and put the weight back on, and so currently I'm not in the best shape of my life, but I am the strongest I've ever been. Minus fat, I'm not doing pull-ups at the moment because of just my shoulders and injury and whatever. I don't want to push it too much. Like we broke a few things out, we took a few things out to make sure that I don't get injured because my shoulders are dodgy, and I don't want to affect my handstands. But ultimately i've hit loads of pbs i've got so much stronger and i'm eating what i want and don't get me wrong my diet could be so much better but more recently i'm just being like oh, i just want to feel a little bit more like less and i know what i just need to do more cardio i need to get like just more steps in and i don't know just i feel like the things that i need to do I don't necessarily need to just do them for like to look a certain way. Like I know if I get more steps in, I'm going to feel better and it's going to help with my training. It's going to make me feel better. It's going to make me feel fitter. It's also, if I get steps in outside, which I have done a few times this week, I went for a walk outside. It was freezing cold, but the sun was out. I cannot tell you how much just having a little bit of vitamin D. Wow. I felt like, yes, I feel good really good. Um sorry, my voice is going. I'm not getting upset, my voice is just going. And it's like these little things that we neglect. And like the other day on Friday, oh my gosh. I was that yesterday. It was technically we're not on Sunday just yet. So it was yesterday. I got up really early to take my nephew to school and did the honestly, right, anyone who's listening that's a parent, I'm just like, I don't know how you do every day. I love my niece and I love my nephews but seriously why does it take a child I mean this might not be every child but why do children take so long to get ready in the morning I get up earlier so I can get ready make sure I'm ready before he gets ready and I give plenty of time and time goes nowhere and they just drag I'm just like come on we need to get out of my house I just don't know how people do it on a daily basis hats off to you honestly I love kids and I love playing with kids and having fun with kids, but, and I can, you know, come look after kids, absolutely fine. But how people do it every day, it's exhausting. It really is. So this is a long day for me. I taught as well in the morning, and then in the day, I um, did a bit of work. And then I did like a 45 minute walk on the treadmill because it was freezing outside. I wasn't equipped for cold walking. I wasn't feeling like cold walking outside. I mean, by the end of Friday, I was knackered. I still didn't go to bed last night. Still didn't do it but I was exhausted I do feel like doing this podcast more often and maybe just doing it of an evening like this it's like a bit of a brain dump for me so apologies if I waffle but for me this is getting loads of things off my mind like honestly for the last few weeks I'm like I'm gonna do the podcast I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna and I've just not done it whereas today I'm like I'm gonna do it Sunday is my day to post my podcast I don't want to change my day I don't want to change my time I just want to get it done put it out there and see what people think. And hopefully inspire someone to, you know, do something. I mean, today's is just a bit of a waffle. I feel like not every podcast I put out there needs to have a purpose. I think if I can chat some shit and make you laugh or inspire you, then, you know, or I could be relatable, then, you know, job done for me. I mean, it's a little bit from side for now. So, yeah, I feel like if, like... If anyone listening wants to do handstands or is doing handstands, just enjoy the process. Enjoy just being shit at something, honestly. And I know it's really, it's really hard to enjoy being shit at something, but especially like more recently, I've learned a few new things, like elbow lever. Six months ago, couldn't do it. Couldn't lift my legs up, cramping the hell out of my ass. And I can do it to a level now where it's, it's not perfect, but I can do it. And honestly, I've just enjoyed kept trying. Like, because one day you can do it, and like, when you actually enjoy the process, you're like, shit, I can do it. This is amazing. And this is how I feel like this year I really want to do press to handstand. Fingers crossed. Um, I feel like I I honestly, today, because today I was going to train deadlifts, but didn't because I was aching so much. So I decided to do a bit of stretching, moaned about all of that because it hurt, everything hurts. And I was just like, And I then did some handstands and they felt pretty freaking good, to be honest. Uh, it was a bit of a fun session. So I was challenged by a company. It's a new company, actually. And I know it's like to be a new company. I know it's like to be small. And I'm not massive now with the handstand movement, but I've grown, do you know what I mean? Like, more people are aware of me and I know how hard it is to get your business out there. So this business called High to Old Water, albeit, I'm not going to lie, as a graphic designer, I could make a lot of improvements to the packaging, but that's not what that's not what I was asked to do. As someone who does handstands, they wanted to me to drink water upside down. So in my head, I knew that I can't do one arm, but I can give it a go. And I had to use a straw, and I had to prop the drink up on something because it was too low otherwise. And I can't press down like press up handstand, you know. And that started off as the initial challenge, and then from there, me and my friend Anna we just got creative and started doing all sorts of random stuff and like we failed. But do you know what? The funniest part was actually failing. Like when we couldn't do something and we fell and we crashed and failed or just oh, I just not laughed like that for ages. And I was like this is like this is to me, this is what life is about. Life's about making memories, being stupid and not just taking life so seriously all the time. Like being an adult is, is a chore, it's serious, it's serious shit, you know what I mean, really serious, so if you can add some like just fun and laughter into your life, that's what, that's what's going to make it better, and, and honestly today, we spent, god I don't even know how long we spent, it was probably about half an hour, 40 minutes messing about, but it was the most fun, like I was in the gym, it was fun, like there's people around and they're probably thinking, what the fuck are them two kids doing, but I honestly don't even care. Like, And I think it's funny, I've had quite a few people recently go to me. Like, how do you just not give a shit? And it's not that I don't give a shit what people, th- like, I care about people, I'm a caring person, but I just don't care. As long as I'm not offending someone, or I'm not hurting someone, I don't care what people think. Like You can judge me, like, if I'm gonna do, like, handstands did this to me, like, learning to handstand, learning a new skill, I failed so much at it and failed numerous times. But over the years, like, I've seen people watch and almost appre- not appreciate, but almost be like wowing at something that I that I even think when I was doing it was crap. But obviously now I know I know now, like my level is good and people are amazed by it, but I'm amazed by people who are ten times better than me. So it's a forever process. But but well, so I guess my brain, my train of thought is getting, it's getting a bit lost. This is kind of how my brain works. I go off on a tangent. I really do. And now it's gone. I don't know if anyone else ever does this. But you know when you're thinking about something, well maybe it's my brain, but I think about something and then I think about the next thing. And then I forget about the first thing that I was talking about. So I might have to come back to that. Oh, crikey. One second. So, I was talking about not caring about what people think. We live in a world where everyone's worried what someone's going to think when you do something. Everyone's worried, like, the gym anxiety of going in the gym and uh, caring what other people think, what they're doing. Like, And I get it as nature like we we do like naturally people as humans we do stare at people and we don't necessarily know we're doing it so people do know they're doing it like i was in the gym the other day and i was doing rdls and i knew this guy behind me and he was sat on the swiss swiss smith machine whatever it is and i, was just like, I can't see just staring I'm like it's just i don't really care it's just so fucking rude like people think that that's acceptable to so just sit and stare like they're looking at someone for a few seconds but they're like blatantly staring and I just think, no. it's like, And I'm not the type of person to confront someone. It's just not my, like, I want an easy life. I really do. I'm not here for <sighs> drama or confronting people. And I know I need to probably get a little bit of a backbone and probably say things to people, but I was just, I just here for an easy life. But I just, uh, uh, doing handstands and being failing, is what I was saying. I felt so much in front of people that I just don't care, like even now, like I still fail at doing certain drills and I'm not perfect. But to me, like if anyone's watching and like wanted to learn handstands, I'm showing the reality of it. Like I'm not just perfectly doing things all the time. And even if I'm wearing my coach top and I fail, so what? Like, I'm a coach. I've not, I've been. I've been doing it five years. I've had to go from the top, from the bottom up, and I've had no strength, no flexibility. I've had to work on it all. Like, doesn't matter if I'm not perfect. And like, I think the beauty of teaching now is that as I teach different people and different skill sets and different levels, different ages, I'm learning along the way. I'm learning about them. I'm learning how to be a better teacher. I'm learning how to adapt. Like, for me, find me a problem, and I will find you a solution because i love it i love it when someone. Goes, right i can't figure this out so i in my brain i'm like right how can i help this person understand what it is that i'm trying to teach them? and I, honestly i love it i literally like the other, i was doing a drill the other day i'd, I'd seen of someone else actually where you someone was in a plank and you lift the feet off the floor now the aim is you hold them with the feet up so you're not in like just literally you just hover them off the floor basically and you sit in a squat if you're lifting them hold them in 10 seconds and then i say like right you're gonna the other person then takes Ooh. takes a hand off one of the legs and the, the person's gonna float the leg and it's actually really hard if you've never done it before and one woman couldn't get it she's like i just don't know what i'm supposed to do with my legs like I don't know how I'm supposed to keep my leg up so then I was like right well, what we're gonna do is put a block between your legs and you're gonna squeeze that block and then when the person lets go of your leg you're gonna try and still squeeze that block and she got it then and honestly I was just like oh love it when you find a problem and get a solution honestly it's like the most satisfying thing when I also had it in was it the same class or was it a different class I think it was a different class i had a lady who was terrified of handstands can't kick up couldn't get to the wall and she, even in class she was still struggling to get to the wall but in chest Wall, she was so strong she could hold a really good handstand in her head she just didn't think she could so what happened was um i got upside down twice it's quite funny because people come to a class i spot them at the end right which some people don't like because it's uncomfortable but i'm pushing people out outside of the comfort zone for a reason like you've come to learn you've come to be pushed that's what i'm there for I'm not pushing you past safety because i'm going to be there for support and i got upside down the once and then the second time i went do you want to go upside down she was like again she was like no 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 and the whole room was just like she does not realize that I will not take no for an answer I was like are you sure she's like yeah I was like but it's different the second time and everyone else was like you do realize that you don't actually have an option you are going to get upside down again and that could seem quite like I don't know what the word is but mean I suppose but actually she did a second one and it was better and she felt more comfortable next day she bear in mind she couldn't kick up on her own in the class she kicks up and hit the wall she went away and processed it but well, because i helped give her that little bit of belief that she can hold herself upside down i explained things in a way that made more sense to her she kicked up and i honestly because i actually that night this is my brain of night works i went to bed thinking right oh, what can i do how can i teach this woman what can i change how can i help this person understand what it is that you need to do and um, then the next day, I found out she'd kicked up, so I was absolutely I realized I'd already done what I needed to do. But still, I guess it's that oh, I heard this on a podcast with Fern Cotton, and, um, and I didn't hear this, but Fern Cotton and Michelle Keegan were talking about uh, all sorts, really. And absolutely, I, do you know what this week I've listened to more podcasts than I've ever listened to? I think, um, especially walking—something about a podcast and walking—it makes it like you could walk for miles. It's like having a conversation. But Michelle was talking about imposter syndrome and I mean it's crazy isn't it like you think to someone that level that you just you wouldn't think that they had imposter syndrome like I've just recently watched Me Once and I binged it in one night if you've not seen it you need to see it and like there's a lot of people slating it but well, I like it, I like Alan Coleman his twists, just there's always a good twist and I absolutely love it and I think Michelle is one of those people that is quite relatable as an actor because actress sorry, um she's just normal, like I've not, well she's, she's actually from Ireland, where I'm from originally um, and she used to be friends with my brothers and from what I remember she is just, well she's a pretty normal person and I, I feel like if I met her in real, in real life, if I met her, she would just still be normal, she wouldn't probably be any different, like that's the way she even comes across on that radio um podcast and I think imposter syndrome is so oh, just, it's it can be so debilitating as in, like, when I first started doing workshops, I remember it. You'd, I'd finish a workshop and, honestly, I'd be going, Oh, I should have done this, this, and this. I didn't do that. I didn't help this person. Oh, my God, I should have done this. Ah, uh, Oh, my God, I'm not very really good at this. Why are people listening to me? And, honestly, I cannot tell you how exhausting those thoughts are. Like, borderline nearly having a breakdown because I didn't believe in myself. And even now still, I have workshops. I'm like, oh, fuck, I should have done that. But do you know what? I have such good feedback that, and I know I've improved over the years and got better as a teacher. And I still have those moments where I'm like, oh, they've not been back or they've not carried on. or They've gone to a different coach. But I know maybe my coaching and my style isn't for everyone, but that's fine. I'll do my, I'll do my best to try and help people. And if, it, you know, if they take away one small thing, that's absolutely fine. Like I had a client on Friday and she was so lovely. She's in her fifties. And I, I can tell that she's just so lovely but I could tell that she's not super confident in herself because she feels like I mean she's had four kids and she's 50 I think she looks great but she's quite negative about herself but the fact that she didn't think she'd be able to go upside down I gave her that little bit of confidence I showed her a few little things it's only as work on a kick-up we got her upside down and she felt amazing after it. She could not believe it. And honestly, it's one of the most rewarding parts of teaching handstands. Like, handstands is not just about that's kicking up upside down. And that's why when, when people just say oh you teach people hands on like, but it's more than that it's giving people confidence it's helping people connect with the body it's helping people realize right well i'm really tight in the hips so maybe i should work on doing that or i'm really i like, in the shoulders like how is fixing this going to help like what is it like just more awareness and in tune with how you feel and also it teaches people to be patient and I mean, I've probably talked about listening in a podcast before. Cause I can't remember. I don't listen back to my own podcasts. Like, as much as I know I'm really good at talking, I don't want to see, like, listen to myself too much. <laughs> I'm not that kind of person, which is why these podcasts never get edited. I think I'm probably a few minutes away from. I'm going to do this one, make this one a little bit shorter because my last podcast was with Tom and it went on. Me and him seemed to be able to talk for England. Was, you know, just you find one of these humans and you just get on and we can just chat deep conversations about anything but have a laugh at the same time we just we just get on really well and i'm sure i'll have to get on and maybe cut the time short next time <laughs> but um if you have listened i doubt anyone's listened right to the end i don't even know if i can see the stats on that to be fair but i doubt anyone has if you have i mean thank you i'm oh, well done but i'm amazed um yeah through this podcast, I'm hoping... I mean, some people I know listen to it just for me rambling on. Just maybe to I need to sleep. I don't feel like I've got a relaxing voice. I know my dad's got a relaxing voice. But I definitely do not have a relaxing voice. But I think to just get things out of my brain, it helps. And I'm so glad that I've done this one tonight. Because it's loads of little things like I can say that I've been thinking about. And... I am so excited for 2024. Like, I feel like this is going to be the year. This is just going to be the year. I haven't set a lot of goals. I'm not massive. I'm really crap at setting goals, if I'm honest. I'm a very, just go with the focus And I know I need to set some goals to a degree. But I'm not a massive fan of putting pr- pressure on myself. If I don't have to. It's really weird. Like, I do sometimes. I, kinda, I work really well under pressure. I really do work well on depression and it's sometimes crazy but I try not to put too much on myself like I am still doing my graphic design job I am still I'm teaching Monday Tuesday I'm doing one-to-ones as and when and I'm still trying to do it all and you know people like, oh you're making loads of money and I'm like do you know what I'm not making loads of money it's not for me like my job and what I do has never been like money does not motivate me really at all it doesn't. Like I've had people go, I'll pay you more to do this job, and I'm like, you do realise that paying me more isn't really going to get the job done any quicker. Like the job is the job is X Y Z, it'll get done when it gets done. The more you mind me, the less I want to do it. Like people, I always find that people who want to buy things like buy you with money, they tend to be. They're not all, but they can be nightmare clients because they think that money solves all problems. But actually, no, it doesn't. Having patience is always, you know, it's nice. And understanding and appreciating that. Like, I'm a graphic designer. Some days I can design, some days I can't. Caffeine massively helps, really helps. But some people just, just don't appreciate that. So I'm lucky that I love both my jobs. I am. And I'm thankful that I just, I can do what I can do. I still know that I probably need to work a little bit harder, you know, to maybe earn more money to make my life even easier. But again, money doesn't motivate me. I just do what I do because I love doing it and I love helping people. And both of the jobs that I do are helping people. Enough bragging all about me. I want to blow your mind with what I had today. Excuse me. It's late. I'm yawning. It's not the best idea to do a yawning on the podcast, but I told you it's not getting cut out. So at today... When I did my challenge, it was caffeinated water. Absolutely mind blown by this. I'm not going to lie. So I've only just recently got into coffee. And my go-to, I'm a bit weak to be honest, It's lattes. Caramel lattes. Costa Sticky Toffee Latte. Oh, that's my favourite. I honestly think, if you'd told me years ago that I'm going to start drinking coffee, I'd be like, nah, it's not Don't even like. I can't understand the smell of it on my dad when he comes out of the coffee shops. But now, I am officially a coffee fiend. Not hardcore. Today I was in Aldi and I actually nearly bought some caramel syrup. <laughs> and I thought that, well, if I, if I, what's it called? If I make like a normal coffee and put a load of milk in, bear in mind I don't have a steamer, so I can't, I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna do this. That can then make it a caramel. I like, no, Natalie, I don't need this. I now just have the sachets. There's like barely any calories in them as well, which is always good because it means I can eat more actual food and not overeat. Um, and they're easy to make. I actually put quite a bit of milk in them so it cools it down so I can just drink it because I'm not a massive fan of hot, hot drinks. And yeah, today I tried caffeinated water. It just tastes... Someone said to me it tastes like sweet water. And I was like, to me it just tastes like water. It's mind-blowing. You can drink water, and it's got the same amount of caffeine to cup of coffee in it. Absolutely mind-blowing. The brand is called Hy2o It's a very new brand, and, I mean, if I can inspire people to give it a go, you actually then... The, I did have a discussion. I think it was with Tom, actually. He was like, no, I'm not sure, because for me, if I'm going to drink coffee or I want something for caffeine, I want to enjoy it. And I'm like, I do get that. Like, I love a grenade. I like coffee now. But some days I just want something that's going to give me that bit of a you know, bit of a kick and a bit of a a brain buzz to get working. And having water that's got I'm mind blown, that's how it works. I have no idea. It actually did give me energy. It took a bit of time to sink in but I felt like when I was drinking it, I was on the bike. I was on the salt bike. I was like Oh, I'm so tired. I just want to go home. I don't want to train, and then by the end of my session, I was thinking, if oh, I wasn't so hungry, which I was starving, I could train for another hour. Well, I've already been at it two, whatever hours. So I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I do approve, and they're gonna send me some more bottles. So uh, I think I can. I'm gonna get a code as well. So I'll probably share that on my social at some point. Yeah, okay, give everyone some discount. But yeah, I've been going on now. I'm really hoping. <sighs> I've done this in two parts. I'm really hoping. Records both. I'm really hoping so. And my aim is to get this. It's 12 o'clock at night. I need to go to bed. My aim is to get this posted out. and um, Live for tomorrow. And I'm going to start being regular again. I know I've said this many, many times. But I'm really hoping that I can just get on track and get my life in order. But there is a lot going on at the moment. So please forgive me if I'm not on track. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if anyone has got any particular subjects that they want me to talk about or if anyone's listening and is local and wants to get on the podcast